this week's episode of The Last Refuge. I'm your friendly neighborhood dungeon master, DM Jazzy Hands, and with me I have... Bizdira and Kit! Just two. <laughs> Last time, Taryn asked me questions, and I answered them. And that was all. <laughs> Before that, though, the party set up the Glorp early warning system and leveled up. This time, Blick and Bria are off uh, cavorting somewhere, so Kit and Bizdira have decided to work together to execute a reconnaissance mission of sorts. What exactly will they be reconnoitering? Will their explorations yield dividends for their future assault on the heart of the world? And will they return to find a chunk of an island burned down and blown up from Bria and Flick's fun? Let's find out. Hey, y'all. <laughs> Hello. <laughs> I used all of the words because I knew all you all words. might give me a hard time, but not nearly as badly as Alex and Taryn would have. Yes. So I used words like reconnoiter. And what was the other one? Uh, uh, yield dividends. I mean, listen, yes. I'm never going to give you a hard time for fun vocab. So Thank you. See? See? <laughs> I will sometimes, but not always. And also, you don't do it like the others like Taryn makes fun of me in a way that like makes that suggests to me that she thinks that the words I use I am making up I mean that's not super surprising from Taryn love you Taryn <laughs> but well enough about the other two who are cavorting around uh it's just it's just us today and I'm excited about it. how you both doing mm. Mm, pretty good oh good yeah okay you both mm-hmm. mm-hmm. okay well uh <laughs> Uh, summer draws to a close, but you're melting, I know, out mm-hmm. in California. I got into my car yesterday from work, and the thermostat on my car said 123 degrees. Uh, <gasps> horrid. Okay. So for our uh, for our listener recommendations, I want both of your, like, one, and it can be either best or, like, silliest, tip to beat the heat. So while you two think, uh, I will say that my favorite tip is... <laughs> this was a bad prompt. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> is to sell your kidney on the black market so that you get to sit in a bathtub full of ice for a while. That is, um, and you know, you can make a little money while you do it, you know? <laughs> That's exactly uh-huh. right. And uh-huh. and look, it's real hot where you are right now. Doesn't that sound a little bit nice? It really does, honestly. <laughs> I was just going to say, I didn't know we were doing fake tips. I thought we were doing real, real tips. tips. <laughs> what do you mean fake tips? <laughs> <laughs> Have I not shown you my scar? <laughs> it was very sad to pour out the ice in my water because I didn't want it clinking around the glass for you when you're editing. Oh. I didn't want that to be like, God damn it. So you're the best and I'm so I'm sorry. <laughs> suffering through cold, cool, but not yeah. frigid water for you. So your your number one tip to beat the heat is to put ice in your water. No, my number one tip to beat the heat is to frequently get into the shower and just rinse in frigid yeah. cold mm. water and mm-hmm. don't put on clothes. I'm wearing very little today. Just you can't see, but I'm really. Oh, don't put on clothes after you get out of the shower. I thought you yes. meant to get in the shower. And I was no. like, well, I don't do that when it's hot or cold. But okay. no, don't put on clothes and just stand in front of a fan while you're still wet. Oh, that I do do. Mm. Sometimes I will like air dry in that way when it's mm-hmm. in the in the dead okay that wait that's actually a real hint though yeah i will often get out of the shower and grab my little like floor fan and just dry off with that yeah now, honestly when we were in uh portugal a few years ago it was so hot in our airbnb and there was just a little fan oh, no. and i couldn't sleep and i kept getting up putting water all over my head and like just had the fan <laughs> pointing towards me and i was just like oh yeah. god it's hot uh-huh. <laughs> 
So we only recently invested in a fan, but what you just described, just standing in front of the fan, is my boyfriend's favorite way to dry off out out of the shower now that we have bought one, and it is very funny oh, to no. me. That's awesome. Um, okay, well, there are your best, there are your beat the heat tips if you're at the end of summer, listeners. Um, I Before we move on, I just want to clarify one thing, um, which is that Lydia is, in fact, wearing clothes right now on <laughs> our call and she said not to she said she was wearing very little but that isn't nothing and i just feel yes. like we should clarify <laughs> well with that visual in mind uh, <laughs> should should we reconnoiter we should reconnoiter let's do it let's reconnoiter all right so this is early on in these 14 months that you all have, but not at the very beginning. You all got down to business pretty quickly. You got that Glorp early warning system set up, you know, in the first, that was one of the first things you did in the first few weeks after all of these events were sort of set in motion. This is also early on, but a little bit after that, sometime in maybe month three or four of our 14 months before the return of the beast. And we've talked a lot about it, but uh, what what is it that you two are wanting to reconnoiter now? You've set up some defenses, you've got things done, Bria and Flick are off doing who the hell knows what, <laughs> and you two have some time, just the two of you, so what do you want to do? Well, I feel like there is a very key element of our planning that we really need to address before things move on too much further because so much of our plan hinges on it um and that is the central island and how we're gonna get there how are we gonna get our islands there what does it look like as we're you know swimming flying boating going through a tree to there um so i think bizdira and i need to go to the central island and see what its defenses are it's the standard three modes of transportation air (laughs) water and tree (laughs) and in bizdira's case feet yeah she's just gonna run she's gonna run to the central island oh my god (laughs) what's awful is like it wouldn't be easy, but I don't doubt that it is possible for her. Here's the the catch in all this. The boots only last 10 minutes. So, oh, yeah. So it's a very long run. It's a very long run. Uh, she'd have to bring a, a floaty so that she can nap on the yeah, water well, and then keep running okay. the next morning. <laughs> I, I was going to say, because if you stop, you stop being able to stand on the water. That's why she needs a floaty. Uh, I, I love that idea. Is that, in fact, how you two are going to be reconnoitering the central island? Yeah, Bizdira is going to carry me on her back and we're just going to run there. That's I, definitely that's, what makes sense. That's the logical way to do to do an, an underwater reconnoiter with a druid monk. I, I yeah. mean, as long as she is my floaty and I sleep on top of her <laughs> so I can use my boots again. Wait, I I love the idea that the druid and the monk go, and the way that they get there is that the monk runs, and the druid only uses wild shape to provide a resting place on the water. Absolutely. <laughs> That's incredible. It. We, we solved it. Yes. <laughs> it's not what we're actually doing, though, right? No. no. Okay, great. Um, <laughs> in all seriousness, I think we're gonna I think we're gonna recruit our buddy Sniv to help mm. us, at ah. least in part. Yes. Um, in getting to the central island, and then we will do some wild shaping, swimming, Bizira on the whale's back again. Can we get our own theme music with Sniv? Yes. Okay, great. Yeah, so you, you talked to Sniv. Sniv has been helping uh, to train crew peoples, crew persons, for, uh, for the ships that are being 
built. Uh, after the first, you know, few weeks of ship building, uh, it sort of occurred to several of the kobolds that, like, they know how to use it, the, a ship, and do things on it in theory because they built it, but, like, actually being out on the water is not an experience many of the kobolds, or really many of anybody, uh, has had. So Sniv is uh, doing some some crew member training, uh, but is more than happy to take you all out on the sub, you said, right? Yeah, I think the sub. That'll be fastest sure. anyways. What else has been going on real quick, I'll tell you, is, uh, you know, if we're in, or if we're a couple of months in, uh, you all have noticed a few things. Uh, you've definitely noticed that the elemental upheavals have continued, but your early warning system so far has, has uh, served its purpose and been able to protect most folks, warn people uh, that need to know to deal with the elementals, Uh, warn people that need to get away from the elementals. It's becoming increasingly clear that though it isn't like a linear progression, right? There isn't a, there aren't equal time chunks between upheavals and the upheavals are not getting like progressively more difficult in a straight line, but more creatures seem to come through each time larger creatures are occasionally seen as time goes on. So it's obviously getting worse, but it's so chaotic and sporadic that it's hard to get a real track on it other than worse. So you all, uh, you do a little preparations and Sniv gets the sub ready. I just the three of us, eh? It'd be funny sailing in the sub without Bria, but with you two. (laughs) What an adventure we'll have. Uh, (laughs) On the way, so tell me a little bit more about what you're looking for. Obviously, at first, fairly smooth sailing. You know, you can see that the waters are, there are storms occasionally and things like that. But, you know, you're just on the sub. What's the plan? So I think that the plan is, yes, we're observing the our surroundings. We're trying to see how close do we get and how how bad do the storms get as we get closer? Are there any other obstacles, any other things we should be aware of? I think that the plan for Bizdira and I is we would like to get as close as we can to the central Ireland um, without damaging the sub. I think when we get to the point where like things are bad enough that we're worried about the sub, then we're going to begin our our individual part of the journey. Um, but I think that our goal, other than observing and gaining, you know, just understanding what what is happening here at the Central Island, is also to get on the Central Island again, do a little bit of reconnoitering of the defenses there, and finding a tree. Right. I think that those are the, the main goals. Okay, I love that. So, smooth sailing at first, after a little while, now remember, it, you know, it takes, this is a, a long journey, multi-day journey and such. So we're we're being loosey-goosey with time, but the first part of the trip, totally fine. As with any other trip on the sub, you're underwater, it's smooth sailing, whatever. So you get a little bit closer, you start to notice that there are, that the intermittent storms that you all have seen as you've just lived in this world uh, are becoming a little more frequent, but at least... At this point, the storms seem to be, I mean, it's definitely windy, but like it's causing chop and waves and things that are mostly on the surface, right? If you're 10 or more feet below the surface, these storms are not really having a huge effect on 
your currents, your ability to travel down there. But you can definitely tell that this is unusual because they seem to be a little more constant, a little more present, these storms, as you've begun to approach. Let me go ahead and have both of you make, I'll take either perception or survival to sort of keep a lookout as the storms begin to intensify because you know that you're at best halfway to the central island when the storm, when the surface storms begin to worsen. So you know things are probably going to get worse as you get deeper in. I'll also roll for Sniv. <laughs> okay, well, Sniv's busy with the helm. Uh, Kit, what you got? Are you taking passive? <laughs> Yes, survival will give you something slightly different. So if you want to use passive perception, that's fine. What'd you get, Pizdira? I got a 16 survival. Okay. I just rolled like shit as per usual. Surprise, (laughs) surprise. Surprise. Yeah, so the options, I'll t- I'm talking to Bizdira. Yeah. Uh, the, for me, I can either do oh, oh. my my. This is 19. a weird conversation between PCs. <laughs> I can either do a 19, fine, I'm talking to Lydia. Yes. I can either do a 19 <laughs> passive perception or a 17 survival. Oh, I mean, I got a 16 survival. So if you want to do the so, passive perception. Yeah to see if that gives anything. Let's do it. Kit, uh, you notice you're able to see there are cre- sea creatures, like fi- not small creatures, right? Fish and other non-threatening aquatic life, let me be very clear. You notice them swimming in very odd patterns and actually sometimes looking like they are swimming one way, but they're actually moving another way, and it tips off your alarm bells, for sure. Bizdira, you look out, and you're able to see occasionally because of the rain, the storms that are still on the surface, there's like a little bit of churn of the water in the first several feet of depth, and you can see that that's being pulled down, and between the two of you, what you're able to realize is that you have begun to approach some sort of whirlpool-like storm in the ocean. With those rolls, you can see it's it's pretty big. You all can do a little bit of a survey of it. It's more than 50 feet in diameter and probably about 30 feet deep, this whirlpool. So it's not small, not impossible to go around, but not small. Um, I do need... Sniv is presumably piloting the helm of the ship and alerts you all that as you have been surveying, he can feel that we're, it's not a problem yet, but uh, the ship, she's being pulled a little off course. Uh, should be careful. I feel like we should go around. Yes. I wish Bria was here to draw us a map so we could mark this place on a map. <laughs> <laughs> Wouldn't Sniv have some kind of charting type stuff? Yeah, I mean, it's it's certainly not uh, the the quality or specificity that Bria mm-hmm. would be. I mean, I make fun of her, but like she is proficient in cartography. It is her thing. Mm-hmm. So like, you know, it's not as good as Bria's would be, but certainly he can sort of mark some vague coordinates. Um, Why don't you both make, take nature, or actually, or I'll take Arcana, since Bizdira is so good at that. You know what? It's the same. Oh, really? Okay. So what was the result, Bizdira? It's a 14. Oh, well, then it was nature, because if it was Arcana, it would have been a crit, so. Uh, So, Kit, how'd you do? Um, I got a 17. Oh, okay, great. A 17 if it's Arcana. It can be Arcana. Yeah, we'll do that. (laughs) Okay, great. It can be Arcana. So, uh... You're so upset about your roll, and then you rolled better than I did. I rolled a five on the dice! 
the two of you sort of, you know, you survey this whirlpool. You're able to sort of avoid this one uh, pretty relatively easily. Because um, it's not, the, the pull is strong and it's big, but it's nothing that this sub can't handle. But what you both sort of realize, begin to realize as you continue on, is you sort of keep an eye on the whirlpool as you circumnavigate it and pass it. And after a while, it begins to sort of shift location. And you all spot another one forming elsewhere. And you realize that just like with the storms and the elemental upheavals, you can be aware of general locations of these things and general strengths, but these are not fully naturally occurring whirlpools. And so their intensity and their locations are, let's say, subject to change. I mean, we knew that there is going to be issues getting into the island based on elemental issues. So this is just... This feels yeah. like one of them, and and it, and you've but you ha- I mean you've learned important things about it, right? You learned that there are whirlpools. Yeah, uh, you can sort of see that they are big at this point. When you say go around it, do you mean go around it or go under it? Do you think? I guess un. I guess if it's a fifty foot diameter, it makes more sense to go under it if it's only thirty feet deep. Yeah, and and uh, so so that's another thing that you sort of realize, right? Is that they are um, you can at least this one, right? You can get under thing to think about though right is like right now you're in the sub which can dive very deep very Mm -hmm. easily right kids wild shapes probably also the same but if you're trying to take people outside of a sub or an animal underneath that's gonna be tricky because pressure gets scary and blah blah blah. but going around just takes longer which is why you're not doing it now at least for this size of whirlpool that seems possible so information has been gathered you all continue on let's have another set of perception or survival checks please uh let's start with kit this time Ah! Ah! this is so annoying i rolled a five again oh Um, my god so let's go once again with uh, my passive perception, please. All right. Uh, Bizdira, what'd you get? I mean, I rolled a three on the die, so that's a 10 <laughs> okay, for great. survival. Um, so <laughs> I need you both to make, I need you both to make strength saving throws, oh, please. Geez. As Kit sort of at the last, oh, I should roll for Sniv. Yes. Kit, what'd you get? A 15. Okay, and Bizdira? Dirty 20. Okay, and Sniv got a 12. Uh, so Sniv and Kit, you are both knocked over as the sub is yanked. And you very quickly can both see that there is another whirlpool that you all have sort of stumbled into. This is a while later, right? Uh, But this one is much bigger and much stronger. So currently the sub is caught in this whirlpool's pull. What would you two like to do about it? Is it in a place where we can torpedo it? I'm sorry. You want to torpedo the whirlpool? Yes. Tell me. Tell me more. Well, because it's an elemental. I want to. I want to send a torpedo into the whirlpool, like below us, or like wherever it's like pulling us. Uh-huh. I want to like shoot it that direction because they blow up, right? I or only on impact. I have. 
a lot of questions. Let's go back to let's go back to the part where you said the whirlpool was an elemental, which is not true. I mean, you said it felt elemental, so oh, I mean, it's elemental in that it has to do with water, but okay. it's not a creature, right? Okay. But it's you said you said it's not naturally occurring, so oh, it's, there's I some see. sort of magic in it, but it's not yes. necessarily an elemental. It's yeah. Not Correct. a creature. Yes. That said, you can certainly shoot a torpedo into it if you would like. I guess. Does this sub have? Torpedoes or just torpedo tubes? I know it has the tubes, but I thought we had things to put into the tubes. Or, I mean, oh. mostly we've been putting you guys into the tubes. <laughs> That's fair. <laughs> Sniv is trying to like get regain control of the helm. That's what he's busy doing. Yeah. How close at this point, knowing you know, no, having made many trips in this world before, do we have a sense of how close we are to the central island? Yeah, I think so. I assume you're trying to figure out if you can get there now in wild shape form. Yes. So, what form are you planning, and how fast? is it? Let's just talk in specifics. I was thinking Killer Whale. Okay, great. Love it. Which is a 60-foot swim speed. 60-foot swim speed. So it is probably, at this point, a few hours swim with at that speed, at an orca's speed. That's feasible. Like, I... What I have mm-hmm. my wild shape for six hours, so... Oh, yeah, you could definitely make it in six hours. It might, I mean, it might be close to that, but it wouldn't be longer, I don't... I mean, unless something terrible happens, but who knows? Yeah. Who knows? The other option, could... If I were to wild shape into a water elemental, could I hold Bizdira and swim? You could hold... I, I do have a question about Bizdira and breathing, uh, oh, don't worry. I got that covered. Okay, great. Then I don't <laughs> see why not. Um, so that is definitely, it's definitely an option, especially if you're casting water breathing. Yes, you could do that. That does use both of your wild shapes, right? Not, it I does. Mean, that's, and that's just a fact. I'm not trying to persuade you any way or the other. I'm just making no, sure it I does. understand. It's, yeah, it's, it would use both my wild shapes. Um, it's a 90-foot swim speed, though. Ah, okay. So that would cut it down by, by you know, 50% or so. I also just remembered the reason why I was thinking about a killer whale in the first place, which, so a killer whale is huge. What size Uh, is the sub? uh, The sub probably to fit all of you inside of it has to be gargantuan or bigger if we're talking about like gridded sizes. Mm -hmm. I'm just, I'm wondering whether if I were a whale, if I could like use my tail to like kind of push, like create a different current to push the, uh, to push the sub out of the whirlpool. Oh, what's the killer whale strength score? Uh, it's a 19. Not, I mean, it'll be work. Uh, and by that, I mean a roll. Uh, but it's, yeah, I mean, certainly possible. It's this, it's the sub is big, but so is the orca and the orca is very strong. I mean, I feel like if this is a like split second kind of decision, that's what Kit is going to do. I think it'll be like a quick turn to Bizdira and be like, all right, you're ready to get in the water? Here we go. Woohoo. Uh, Biz immediately pulls out her rope and starts fashioning what kind of looks like a harness. Ah! Uh, I'm going to cast water breathing on Bizdira. Let me have the two of you. Okay, so Bizdira is harnessing, Kit is water breathing, and then you all are torpedo tubing and wild shaping very quickly. Yes. Uh-huh. Okay, great. Let me have you both make two strength saving throws, please. As Kit or as the whale? Or one is Kit and one is the whale? Oh, interesting. One is Kit and one is the whale for you, actually. Okay. Biz, what'd you get on the first one? 13. Okay, and Kit, what'd you get on the first one? A 10. Okay, so as you all are heading for the torpedo tubes, Sniv is trying and not doing super well uh, to get the ship or the sub back under control and get it out of the whirlpool. Uh, But there is a particularly rough rock uh, and you two are both thrown against the wall of whatever room in the sub you're in. 
and you take 13 bludgeoning damage each. If uh, Sniv uh, sort of calls on the, the sub's magical PA system, I don't want to talk about the details of that, uh, <laughs> but it exists, uh, and informs you that, uh, uh, our, uh, remember how in the last whirlpool there were all those little fishies sort of swimming in funny directions? Uh, the fishies got bigger, and they're getting slammed into the sub. We should hurry. You all can torpedo yourselves out of the tubes. Uh, Kit, wild shapes immediately. Bizdira, you can grab on. Let me get the second set of those dexterity saving throws. Bizdira? Crit fail. Oh, my God. Oh, no. Kit? Eight. Woohoo. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay, so as you are, uh, as you come jetting out of the sub tubes. Uh, Bizdira, you managed to like get on and you're about to get yourself harnessed. And in the split second before it slams into you all, you all see this enormous figure come racing towards you. Uh, the horny Hydra collides <laughs> with Kit and then goes flying off in sort of a vague arc shape uh, far, far away from you very quickly. I was wondering if we were going to run into the horny hydra. Uh, well, he ran into you. Uh, <laughs> that's 23 points of bludgeoning damage for the two of you. As it smashes into the both of you, Bizdira, part of you sort of gets caught between the orca and the hydra, and that's very unpleasant uh, with that crit fail. But you're out of the sub. Let me have uh, perception checks from both of you. I will not take passive for this one. Biz. Seven. <laughs> she is She is trying to get her harness she's, going. She's in pain. She is, yeah. She's hurting. She's trying yeah. to make sure she doesn't just slip off Orca yeah. Kit and like get sucked up into the whirlpool. Uh, which, uh, we'll see if it matters that you're distracted. Kit, how'd you do? A crit! Yay! Yeah. Yeah. Huzzah! All right. Um, so you, with your keen Orca senses, uh, you immediately take in that this whirlpool is more than double the size and depth of the last one. This one's oh approaching like a 150 foot diameter and like maybe a 70 or 80 foot depth. This one is, and stronger, the currents are faster. Uh, you are much closer now to the center, right? And they're clearly, get, or to the island, and they're clearly getting worse. Uh, Kit, you wanted to help the sub out first, right? Out of the, the current? Yes. Yeah, I want to push it out of here get Sniv into safer waters. I love it. Let's take an athletics check from the Orca. Bizdira, if you can think of a way to assist, uh, you can either roll yourself as well or give... Uh, no, probably better to give Orca Kit advantage if you can think of a way that you would help. Can I click my boots and use it kind of as a propeller? That's hilarious and I love it. Sure. Kit, you can have advantage. Okay. <laughs> Jackhammer Bizdira strikes again. A 22. Hey, yeah. Abs I mean, listen... <laughs> It's not graceful. I think you like kind of tail slap the the sub. <laughs> As uh, I was fully imagining. <laughs> yeah, and just knock it out. Like, because you're still, remember also, like, it's been pulled in, but you started right at the very edge of the whirlpool. So you knock it, you know, maybe 10 feet. Uh, and that's able, you know, that's enough to get, for the current to be weak enough that Sniv can then gun the engines, the magical engines. I don't want to talk about it. And uh, <laughs> and get out of the pull. And you can see Sniv uh, as he as he sort of gets the ship out of the pull of the whirlpool and into safer waters. Uh, you can see him there in in on the bridge uh, through the windows, just sort of waving at you all. Uh, I wave my upping. tail. <laughs> 
That delights him, I think. Yeah. <laughs> so you all have made it out of the sub, but uh, you're not yet to the island. I mean, as soon as Bazira is attached to my back and seemingly okay, I'm going to yeah. start swimming. I've imagined that she has gotten the rope basically in the orca's mouth, right? It's kind of like a, a bit. <laughs> yeah! Yeah! And she's literally standing on her back. Just like holding the rope, just yeah, like yeehaw. The least like, aquadynamic thing I've ever heard. I don't okay. care. This is what she wants to do. It's just she's obsessed with this. And uh, so Doctor Bizdira and how I learned to love the bomb. Uh. <laughs> she's literally like all you hear is just like bubbles because she's just laughing because she's. she's just, this is like okay. a, her best right, well, day ever. I will remind you that we're not out of danger yet. You are still in a whirlpool. That's what makes it more fun. I'm going to try to avoid the whirlpool yeah. as much as possible. Yep. Why don't you make me another athletics check as the orca? And propeller feet? Oh, yeah. You can, Well, no. You're standing. Uh, well, what if I, you know, she kicks off and I start kicking to... So you're not standing? Not anymore. <laughs> <laughs> I got up there, got really happy, and then started kicking my feet to help her And then saw that slowly you were getting pulled yeah. into the whirlpool and started kicking. All yes. right, so you can have advantage on that. They were both very bad rolls. Okay, that's all right. <laughs> it's an eight. Can I give her my inspiration? Well, she has inspiration. It's just a matter of if she wants to use it. I just don't know if we'll need it later. But this is a big whirlpool. <laughs> so on an eight, I you all are pulled deeper into the whirlpool. Fortunately, like, you don't have to worry about the breathing thing, at least yet, uh, right? Because the whale can hold its breath for half an hour and you have water breathing, Bazira, so that's fine. But again, there are there is detritus and creatures that are also like battering about and bludgeoning you all. Um, also, the current is now strong enough that you two are both uh, like having a real hard time moving. So you're both considered restrained, which gives you disadvantage on dexterity saving throws. One of which I need you to make now, as more sea creatures and detritus uh, threaten to bludgeon you as they spin around in this whirlpool. Isdira. That's a seventeen. Okay, and Kit. Eight. Eight. Kit, that's another 10 bludgeoning damage to you, uh, but Bizdira, you're able to duck and weave uh, and avoid getting getting a direct hit. Okay, you can attempt to break out of the whirlpool again, Kit, if you would like. Kiki, yes, kiki. Kiki, kiki. Get an advantage. Okay, uh, that is a 18. 18 is enough for you to break free of the whirlpool. Uh, uh, break free! <laughs> As you sing that, uh, Kit breaks free and leaps from the water and and the light shines on the... No. Um, (laughs) Yeah, you're able to to break free of the whirlpool and swim away uh, out of its its current, out of its pull, and get free of it, and you can continue on towards the central island. You... Let me have uh, perception survival from both of you real quick. Bizdira. 15 survival. Kit. Are you taking passive? I will now that you're out of the whirlpool, yeah. (laughs) 19, passive perception. Okay. Uh, So you both see that there are, uh, you can can sort of navigate around them from underwater because you have lots of options and you are fairly, uh, you know, agile and quick uh, kit. But you see that whirlpool frequency increases, uh, size, intensity, and frequency does increase as you get closer to the island up to a point. And then you eventually reach a point where the whirlpools seem to stop. And Kit, well, no, both of you, I suppose, because you are both outside in the water. You both feel that though the whirlpools have stopped, there is this, suddenly there is this much stronger tidal drag 
towards the shore, uh, which is now, you know, a matter of maybe single-digit miles away uh, at the most. And if you, uh, Kit, since you are having to surface for a breath of air every 30 minutes or so, uh, you can sort of keep track of distance and stuff like that very easily. You've also seen that the storms are getting worse, right? Every time you surface, you can see lightning and rain and all of that. Um, But what you see is that there are every... You've noticed them for about an hour now, but once or twice an hour, these great big waves begin to form and push into, or sorry, out from the central island, and then the undertow, which is sort of what you all are feeling as you're underwater, uh, pulls you all back. So, hold on. I'm trying to imagine this. The wave comes from the island, so it's pushing, it's not like normal waves in, like, the human world. It's pushing, the waves are coming out from the island, so it's going out towards the sea. It's going out towards the sea, the wave is, which you, which really would only affect you if you were up on the surface, right? right? If you were in a boat, there would be great big tidal waves so, pushing away from the island. What's affecting you all, though, is then when the water rushes back into the shore, that current underwater, you can feel, that riptide, you can pulling feel. Pulling us towards the island. I can't surf Kit on the surface, but I can surf her under the surface. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. That's all I needed to know. <laughs> I mean, kind of, but yes. Cool. Hey, everybody. Your friendly neighborhood dungeon master, DM Jazzy Hands, here with a few mid-show announcements. First of all, if you're enjoying the episode so far, it would be vibes if you could pop on over to Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, Spotify, or wherever else you get our podcast from and leave us a rating and a review. Did I use that word right? Never stopped me before. Anyway, we'll always read five-star reviews on the air as soon as we're able. And we haven't had one in a while, and we would love to have one, maybe as a little treat before we start season 10. So get those in. Yeah, yeah. Why am I talking like this? Anyway, we also want to remind you about our Patreon page. Go to patreon.com slash DND Last Refuge to get access to all kinds of cool patron perks, like early access to certain episodes, character sheets for the PCs, and much more. Of course, you're also supporting other content creators across the Patreon sphere via our Patreon at Forward program, which is pretty awesome, too. I do want to take this moment, however, to thank some of our existing patrons for being amazing and supportive. So thank you so much to our Heralds of Denier, Shimigangat, Tanya and Ark, to our honorary party member Seven, and to our Shimmer Scale tribe leaders Eugenio, Lisa Diane Mercado Etheridge, and Harmony Bat. If you want to get shoutouts on the show and much more, hop on over to patreon.com slash DND Last Refuge and become a patron today. Enjoy DD video games, but don't have dozens of hours to dump into another giant RPG? Well, have we got the game for you. Idle Champions of the Forgotten Realms is a set-it-and-forget-it idle game featuring tons of your favorite characters from Forgotten Realms lore and from contemporary popular D&D stream shows. You can get more information on the game at CodenameEntertainment.com or on Twitter at at IdleChampions. And when you start playing, use the Electrum Chest Codes found every week in our episode notes to get gems, gear, and other power-ups all for free. Enhance your characters and defend Faerun with TLR and Idle Champions of the Forgotten Realms. We want to thank BattleBards, Scott Buckley, and Kevin McLeod for the music you hear on our show. You can find their collections at BattleBards.com, ScottBuckley.com, 
www.comptech.com.au and in comptech.filmmusic.io, respectively. As always, you can, of course, also check the episode notes if you want specific track names, artist names, and links to those tracks. If you ever get adventures, character options, new monsters, or really anything at all from the DMs Guild or from any of the drive through family of websites, be sure to use our affiliate links that you can find on our website or in our episode notes when you shop at those sites so that TLR gets a portion of your purchase. It's like Amazon Smile, but make it D&D. We also want to thank D&D Beyond for their support of our podcast and for being generally amazing in every way possible. If you aren't already a D&D Beyond fan and user, go check out their services at dndbeyond.com. You won't regret it. Fancy a little more last refuge in your life? Dream of waking up to a cup of glorp and a relaxing puzzle sesh with Flick? Or maybe you just want to rep your favorite podcast during your morning run with a TLR t-shirt and water bottle? Well, your dreams can be a reality if you go to bit.ly slash TLR merch store, all lowercase, right now. Our merch store is fully stocked with all sorts of TLR goodness, and we're always on the lookout for ideas for new products. Visit the store, pick something out, and be sure to take lots of pictures and tag us on social media. All right, last thing, just a quick reminder that we will be back with our next episode in two weeks, so look for it on Wednesday, September 28th. That episode is going to be the companion episode to this one, when Flick and Bria get a shot at a duo session. Other than that, that's all the announcements we got for you this week. As always, stay safe, stay healthy, fight racism when, where, and however you can, and happy gaming, y'all. So, okay, so that's that's what the water's doing. Um, at this point, are we close enough that we can, like, see the shore um, and see, like, for example, are we going to be able to swim up to the shore? Is it super rocky? Like, what what is... The- that situation looks like look like yeah totally totally you can see that there's a little a perfect area like a little cove surrounded by cliff faces uh, on three sides but you can see there's also a little sandy beach there available okay well i i'm gonna swim towards the beach i think we we understand things are bad in the water Let's find out what's happening on the island. Yeah, absolutely. So you two can swim, uh, navigating around the remaining whirlpools, uh, and arrive at the beach. Uh, you sort of beach yourself up there. I assume you turn back into an Azamar. Do me a favor, make perception check again, Kit. Uh, another 22. Yay. Okay, as you're approaching, you can see that there is a way deeper into the island from this cove. There's a little canyon that seems to crack in the middle of the cliff face sort of straight ahead and it goes and winds deeper into the island. So you all uh, get up on the on the shore. You're dripping wet. Cleaning stones. Ooh, do those make you dry? I feel like they should. Great. <laughs> Go for it. Absolutely. Um, and as you are standing there getting your bearings, I need you both to please make me strength saving throws as an enormous earthquake shakes the beach and you all well, we need to see if you keep your feet. I should have stayed a whale. <laughs> 14. And Kit? A seven. All right, so Bizdira, you're able to keep your feet and look around, but Kit, you are tossed to the ground prone under the shaking of this earthquake that is pretty clear must be what's causing the enormous tidal waves uh, and weird tidal flow that you all experience swimming in. These earthquakes must be happening not frequently, but regularly at the very least. Do we think that this 
island is actually on the back of a giant turtle. I mean, it seems pretty likely to me. Right. It's, I'm guessing it has some indigestion, <laughs> and that's why we're getting these earthquakes. You know, just a little bit of rumble in the tummy, you know? Little yeah. toots in the boot. The key, though, is that underneath the... We're just turning it all on its head, and underneath this island are actually four elephants. Um, <laughs> Discworld reference. <laughs> Can we... Start climbing. Uh, you can climb, or you can go through into that canyon oh, okay. uh, that sort of leads in as well. B- yeah. Both of those are options. The climb definitely. I mean, these are probably. I mean, not gigantic mountains, but you know, I will say, Kit. Since I know you're looking for it, actually, before we do this, mm-hmm. I will say you begin to see some like greenery uh, growing in the canyon as it gets a little bit deeper, and it does sort of twist and turn. So you can't see super far, but you can see that there is greenery growing uh, in that canyon. That's good. I really want to know about this tiny wisp wisp of smoke. (laughs) I'm like, really, I want to go there, but not right now. Maybe we'll do it later. (laughs) Greenery? Yeah, greenery, canyon, tree. Canyon. (laughs) Yeah. You all can head into the canyon. Uh, it's The canyon is deep enough that as you get in there a little ways, it does get pretty dark uh, with the walls sort of blocking out a good chunk of sunlight. Would there be any sunlight with all these storms? Um, well, right now here on the island, there are obviously storm clouds in places, but it's not as ubiquitous as it was out on the ocean <laughs> as you all were coming in. So there is sunlight. It just isn't quite making it down in this canyon all the time. I would like to cast light on my staff, and I imagine that... That it's very pretty and all the leaves are lit up and it's like a you know it's very whimsical and I'm very yeah. excited about the mental image <laughs> in fact that's exactly what it's like and you as you do that uh, you sort of you see the the leaves the little bit of greenery here mostly at this point when you first light it up right it's moss and that sort of thing like small bits but you can also see that this canyon is not the product of like centuries of water erosion flowing down a street, right? This looks like the earth was rent and Ah. torn asunder. You can see, like, maybe you see fossils that, like, have been torn in half, and you can see, like, part of the skeleton on either side of the walls of the canyon, right? Like, this is obviously, has been formed violently, Mm. Uh, but it is, it does have a sort of beauty and there are, you know, minerals and things in the rock that reflect the light uh, from Kit's staff. And it is kind of in many ways uh, beautiful. Cool. You continue walking a little way. The moss does expand into more than moss, right? You start seeing sort of little leafy shrubs. And this is a, a fairly long canyon. You walk for a while and eventually you start seeing saplings. And then there are, you get to, you're not out of the canyon, but there's like a little, I don't know, if you were walking through a desert, this would be like an oasis, right? It's a little open area that has more space in it, but you can see that like across the way, there's more canyon to get into the island proper. And in this space, there are a few trees growing. Um, You will see some harmless, bestial wildlife that you don't need to worry about fighting. Can I talk to them? Uh, yeah. If you have speak with beasts. Speak with animals, rather. I speak with animals, and I did... Oh, yeah, I think it's with my staff that I have it, so I can cast it anytime I want. Sure. You want to cast it? Yes. They're all just <laughs> screaming in terror. No, I'm kidding. Um, <laughs> <laughs> ah! No, um... Yeah, I mean, they can, uh... You can talk to them and they can tell you a little bit, but what you find out is like this little oasis in here, like they don't ever leave it. Uh, They are afraid to leave it. They're afraid living in here, but they are afraid to leave this oasis even more. 
due to I know due to like the weather and all the like elemental stuff, or because there are bigger beasties. They just sort of keep saying like danger, right? Mm-hmm. And so I think the answer is like, yes. Just just yes. (laughs) All of that. All of that. Yeah. All of the things. So as you're there talking to these folks, let me get perception checks from the two of you. To these folks. To these animals. They are literally animals. Biz. 14. Kit. Perception minus five is fine. Or passive minus five is fine. Sorry. No, it isn't. uh, Because Kit is really just really concerned about these poor little animals so she's just really invested and she's starting to think like can we get them off this island how would I bring them back to TLR she's very invested in the animals and doesn't pay attention to anything else okay Uh, so uh, Biz what did you get 14 14. okay so that is it 14 is enough to notice as you've been walking there have been there's been another earthquake right and and there's sort of you know aftershocks and little tremors fairly not constantly but fairly frequently Bizdira, you feel tremors again while Kit is talking, but something's different about them. And you keep listening, and they're sort of, they're more regular and rhythmic and shorter. Kit, and if you put a, a glass Kit, of water on the ground, tree. you would see Kit, it. Touch a tree. <laughs> Was there a tree here? Uh, yeah, there are trees in this area that are just big enough to, to handle transport via plants. Be ready. Can can I roll a survival or something to see if I can tell which direction it's coming from? Absolutely, you can. I'll take survival. Ooh. That is a 22. Yeah, it's coming from the center towards you. And I will say with that roll, you can obviously tell these are some sort of like footsteps. And whatever is making these footstep rumbles is real fucking big. I'm going to uh, grab Kit and like just pull on her sleeve a little bit and like, um, excuse Excuse me, hello. Excuse me. (laughs) Hello. I'm like, Pizira, did you hear their story? Like, Something tear. very, very big, big, big clumpy clumpies. Like, now would be a good time to uh, pass without trace. And if you're up for it, I would really like to go see what the, this thing is. Oh. I want to investigate. Okay. But pass without trace. <laughs> so I did touch a tree so we can, I guess, come back here one day. <laughs> okay. Okay, I'll actually turn to Bizdira really fast and be like, do you want to go investigate? Or you want me to turn into a little bird and just go fly and see what it is and come back and then we run away? All of the above, like... If this was anyone else, that would be the plan, but Biz just wants to go. Biz is like, is there... Can you cast Paths Without Trace on me and I can just fucking run and come back? Nope, it's no. a self-cast spell. Gotta stay within 30 feet of the caster. Okay, so I get on Bizdira's back. Yeah. <laughs> I stomp my staff into the ground. The the leaves come out and can, cover us in shadow you, and I'm saying, okay, go! Can you turn into something like really small, like a koala or something so that you can like hold on to my back that way? Can I keep the spell up if I do that? Yeah, I you can keep concentration. Alright, sure. I'm a little koala <laughs> clinging to her back. Okay. I was gonna say that your speed, which would still be faster, but was gonna be halved, but not anymore. Not, not anymore. Your and we'll tell the animals, like, stay here. We'll try to get you out. And then they're like, yeah, no, we will. We we will. Bizdira clicks her boots and she just takes off to try to find Great. this thing. As you run into the other, you know, the canyon on the other side, towards the sound of these footsteps, uh, the you can see the rumbling. Uh, sort of, it's not, you know, the, the the footsteps are not strong enough that they're gonna like cave in the canyon, mm-hmm. but you can see like debris begins to like fall from the sides of the canyon. These are significant footsteps. You are running, Bizdira, roll percentile for me. It's your driving this koala train now. 
so it's a nine. Okay. As you are running, you're noticing that the footsteps are causing, you know, little little shake freeze uh, from the walls of the canyon. And you're like, damn, it's a good thing that there's not a, uh-oh. And then the earth begins to shake again, earthquake style. And so suddenly, on top of the footsteps, there is also a proper earthquake. And now bigger parts of this canyon begin to rain down. Bizdir, make me a dexterity saving throw, please. 28. Great. So you just kick on the speed and you motor past as pretty not insignificant boulders begin to come down uh, around you. Uh, You continue to run and you can just barely start to see something. Uh, You can sort of see the end of the canyon. And whatever is walking towards you is not immediately in the field of view of, like, the canyon entrance, which is still several hundred feet ahead of you, but you can see it. But it must be nearby because you occasionally see a tree fall over from your view, like, outside of the canyon. Or you see, like, a cloud of, like, dust and debris kick up as one of the footsteps disturbs the ground around it. So whatever it is is very close to this canyon entrance. Make another set of dex- or another dexterity saving throw, please. And Kit, well, let's see what the, this one is first. A 13. Okay, so Kit, make me a strength saving throw. A nine. Okay, so Biz, you are able to, uh, you get, you've got evasion, right? Yes. Yeah, okay. So you're able to avoid the boulders, but like, it, it's not as graceful. Like last time it was like this graceful mountain goat leaping about and avoiding <laughs> boulders, right? This time it's like you are hurling yourself to the side to avoid boulders. Mm-hmm. Uh, and unfortunately, one of those times you hurl yourself to the side and Koala Kit falls off of you. And so you find yourself with a decision, Bizdira. Uh, you can go back and grab Koala Kit, who is not nearly as fast as you and will have a much tougher time with these boulders, or you can go ahead and run ahead to see what's coming, but you notice that the ent- that far end of the canyon is beginning to collapse in. So you have you can probably do one of those things, but not both. Sorry, Kit! Run, see, turn, run back, scoop up Kit on my way back. I want to be very clear because Bizdira would know this. Mm-hmm. You will not have time for that. This canyon is collapsing. You will not be able to get back if you go forward. Oh, shit. I think that in the split second where Kit falls, she's like, being a koala is probably the worst <laughs> thing that I could be right now, except for a spider. Um, so I am going to come out of my wild shape, and I'm going to sprout some wings, and I'm gonna start flying. <laughs> okay, so Kit seems to have taken care of herself. Of her yeah, so Biz, the choice now is simply do you wanna go, but then you will have to find a new way back to Kit. She's flying, so she can come down to me wherever. For one minute. We'll, we'll, we'll cross <laughs> that bridge, but. Okay. Biz is going to get out of this canyon that's collapsing. Okay. Uh, So Bizdira runs forward, uh, and the canyon collapses behind her. Kit, you're flying where? I think, realistically, I just don't want to be crushed. Mm -hmm. So, like, flying up versus flying forward, do I have a sense of which is going to get me out of danger quicker? Up would probably be quicker, but back to that oasis area would also work. So I think it's a dealer's choice. I think they will both protect you. I don't, I think Kit's instinct is going to be to stay where she can see Bizdira. Okay, so just up to see, yeah, yeah, absolutely. Because if there's a cave-in and Bizdira can't get in, and then that's going to be horrible. So I think I'm just going to fly up and then out, and I'm just going to be dashing the whole time so I can try to... 
right, so Keep Kit goes, eye. I love it. Kit goes straight up, Bizdira goes into the canyon. Bizdira, perception check. Seven. Okay, so you get out, and as you step out of the canyon, it collapses behind you, right? Boulders tumbling in, the passageway closes behind you. You look out, though, you're, I mean, you're focused. You want to find out what this thing is. So you look around, you begin to scan, and what you see is off to the right of the former canyon exit. Uh, what you see is this big, probably 15 or 20 foot in diameter, like mud puddle. And with a seven, you see something sinking into it. Just like just the very top of like maybe a head, unclear, uh, sinking into this, eight, let's say 18 foot diameter mud pit. Make a nature check for me, Biz. Uh, that's a three. Yeah, it's it's mud and it's, it's weird. Mud, it's big. Is it? Do I get any inclination that it's kind of like one of those uh, worms that we saw on the eastern? No, island? it's definitely not that. Okay. Can I look around to see if I see any any other mud piles? Uh, sure. That's a fifteen. You notice, in fact, that the place that you are standing is oh, she's muddy. Been moved. She's moving. She's, 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 she sure is trying, but unfortunately it seems that it isn't just mud. It seems it's quicksand. Oh, Jesus. Uh, is there any rock? Well, of course, the cave-in of the canyon, right? Can she lasso her rope onto something to try to pull herself out? Yes, in fact. There is a, uh, there's a boulder and a, a tree not far from the edge of this quicksand pit. Uh, Kit, you see what's happening. Uh, you uh-huh. see that Bizdira is like, tries to run and sort of like, she doesn't face plant, but like she loses her balance as her feet don't move out from underneath her as well as she expected. Uh, so Bizdira, make a sleight of hand to try and lasso. And Kit, what are you up to? I'm out of wild shapes, unfortunately. Right. So I'm assuming, has it been more than a minute? What's what's my time on my wings? I mean, you can get to where she is in a minute, and then that'll be that. I think I want to get to, I, if I see she's doing a lasso, I'm going to try uh-huh. to catch the rope. Oh, I like um, it. And like and then try to leverage it, like put there. it on a, yeah, put it on a rock or something and give some help. That's a great idea. Uh, Bizier, what'd you get? And then we'll see what Kit needs to roll. Uh, well, I used my inspiration Good. and I got 11. <laughs> okay. So Kit, make me a, I'll take either sleight of hand or, or, well, I'll take sleight of hand. Yeah. A 15. Okay. So you're able to catch the rope. Uh, it doesn't need to like, you don't need to lasso Kit, right? Kit just grabs it and then puts it on a tree or something. So go ahead and make an athletics check with advantage, Bizdira. I need to see how far you've sunk in this amount of time. That is an 18. Okay, that is enough. As you are pulling, you can walk yourself out of the mud with this rope. Uh, I need, uh, Kit, are you setting down sort of next to where Bazir is getting out of the mud? Is that the idea here? Not on the, I see the mud. I'm not standing on the mud. Yeah, yeah, no, on, the, <laughs> on a safe area. Yeah, absolutely. Yes, like next to the rope. Like I imagine like I hooked it on a tree or a rock or something and then I was kind of also like helping to pull her in. Um, Love it, absolutely. Yeah. Um, so where both of you are, I need you both to make dexterity saving throws, please. 24. Okay, and uh, Kit? It was not good. Can I catch her? Well, hold on a second. What'd you get? <laughs> I, I mean, it was a six. I'm just trying to decide if I should do use my inspiration or I'm just going to take it. It's fine. I'm going to okay. take the six and it is what it is. Uh, so there is a strike of lightning. And Biz, you are able to dodge out of the way. But as you leap to one side... Uh, you see that Kit was not quite as quick on the uptake. And Kit, you are going to take... 
41 points of lightning damage. 41? Holy yeah, it pretty much strikes shit. you on the head. Wow. Uh, okay, Kit is ready to not be on this island anymore. For what it's worth, like that was sort of a banana's roll on my part. Like I rolled very well, but also... <laughs> Uh, yeah, I mean, it's a dangerous place. Yeah. yeah. Fortunately, it missed that tree, uh, so, like, you don't have to worry about a tree catching fire and falling on you or anything, but uh, it did directly impact Kit. Yeah, Biz is like, might be time to go. Yeah. Can, can Biz, like, kind of pat out, like, a little bit of, like... <laughs> yeah. Well, part of her hair is, like, on, on fire. fire. Yeah. <laughs> It's time to go. Time to go, honey. It's time to go. (laughs) Does it seem like we can get back to the oasis? Well, the canyon has collapsed. So no, not right now. So not without climbing over this weird little like mesa and back down into the oasis. But there are trees out here that you can use if you want to use that to get away. And she wants the animals animals Oh, I know what she wants, but yeah. Oh, no, I know. (laughs) We should have just left. Brought um, the will poor you... little pigs. We're here to reconnoiter. The animals, though. <laughs> reconnoiter. <laughs> like, we have a purpose. I know the animals. I want to save them, too. But we, we came here with a purpose. And now we're, you know, bloodied and bruised. And, you know, we got part of what we need, which is to be able to get here. But Fine, oh, but I'm coming back tomorrow to get the animals. <laughs> but you can only do it once a day, right? It's fine. It's fine. I'll stay overnight. Okay. So you <laughs> open up a tree. Uh, you step through. You... Where are you going, by the way? I'm assuming we've been staying on TLR, and that's where we're going to head back. Okay, yeah, sure. Yeah, Siv was there doing all that stuff, I would assume that like we talked to him about, like, all right, once we're out, you head back. Yeah. Okay, all right. Uh, so you you get back, and, you know, maybe uh, near the Guardian area, since that sort of is a little more central than the tunnels and has kobolds and also Guardians and also everything else. Is that okay? Yeah, sure. So you step through the tree, you come back, and you get to... You step through the tree, you're in the Guardian encampment, And things are a little uh, heated here in the camp. People seem tense and concerned. And What did Brita do? Brita walks over to you all, actually, and comes up to you and says, Oh, good, you're back. Um, Have any of you seen Hawks? And that's where we're going to leave it for this week. Wait. Thanks so much for listening to this week's episode of The Last Refuge. Be sure to listen next week or in two weeks uh, to find out what uh, Bria and Flick are. You know, uh, you know what? I don't know what you're going to find out. It's going to be a Bria and Flick thing, but I don't know what they're going to do. So find out about them. They better find out about Hawks. Seriously. <laughs> you can reach out to the TLR team by leaving us a podcast review or by dropping us a line on Twitter and Instagram and at DND Last Refuge. That's at D, the letter N. D, Last Refuge. And if you've got more than 280 characters to say to us, you can also email us at dndlastrefuge at gmail.com. If you want to know more about us as players, access our Patreon, see some awesome fan art, and get links to other streams and podcasts where you can see us playing even more D&D, you can go to our website, www.dndlastrefuge.com. As always, I want to thank Robert Hupf, my story consultant for this campaign, and of course, all of you for listening. I'm your friendly neighborhood dungeon master, DM Jazzy Hands, and with me I have... Is Dira and Kit. Yes. <laughs> Happy gaming, y'all. I have the opening theme song from the Big Hero 6 animated TV series stuck in my head this morning, so that's fun. I am Baymax.